Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello and welcome to the Sports Adjacent Podcast. Uh, I am not Jason and or Russ. Uh, they are out this week. Russ is covering uh, baseball and Jason is just sick. Dude has no voice. So I brought a couple of my friends. I am Tony Gill, by the way. Uh, I brought a couple of my other friends, uh, Ken Davis, who has been on the show, and my friend Herb Lawrence of CHGO, formerly of 670 The Score. And they came out and hang out with me uh, for about an hour or so. And it was a fun episode. Good times. I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's jump right in. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. We always recording here, so I could I could use this in, at any at any point in time. You can use it all. <laughs> all right, guys, thanks for for joining Sports Adjacent. You know, Thank you. For this, this is uh this is a weird. I don't think there's been an episode where there hasn't been Russ and or Jason part of the episode. Jason is sick. Yeah, my man's is out of commission he keeps sending me and it, it, he, he keeps doing this weird thing of, of sending us what his voice sounds like mm. <laughs> it sounds very decrepit <laughs> I'm like, could you stop we believe you get we, better you soon, don't need Jason. more people <laughs> what do you think you guys are like the teacher or the boss he's got to be like uh, uh, i'm sick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you don't have to call in. Like, we, we you. like if we see you out doing some other things, or we don't think you're playing hooky. When, when you guys were kids, this is, I want to know if this is uh, universal or just my people. But if you were sick on a Friday, could you go out that weekend? That's a good one. I don't, I don't know how many Fridays I was. I would say that I could probably get away with it. I could probably have gotten away with it, but I don't think a lot of times I was sick on Fridays. That was a. I think that's the biggest rarity on. If I had to see which day I was sick, I think it was really rare if I was sick on a Friday for me. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I didn't get sick a whole lot. Um, my thing was. The equivalent to that of my thing was if we fell asleep in church, we can go outside and play. We, he was like, are you sleepy? Go ahead and take this nap. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead and take that nap, young fella. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think, Ken, the same thing. Like, if I felt sick on a Friday, 
I was like, I'm going to school. I'm I'm pumping through because I I'm gonna have to do some things tonight, Saturday, and Sunday. And I know my mom's gonna be keeping me in the house the whole night or whole weekend if I miss school on Friday. <laughs> I, it's weird. My son last week um, caught a bug, right? And he's like, I part of my one of my jobs. I work remotely, and so he stayed home with me or whatever, but later on in the day he felt better, and I took him with me to pick up his little sister so he can walk to the school and grab her. So we get back, and he's like, yo, Dad, can I take can I take my bike out? I said, you gonna ride a bike and you stay home from school today? Does that even sound right what's coming out of your mouth? <laughs> like, nah, dude, stop. You're doing too much. <laughs> I mean, he, that open air could have opened up his lungs, Ken. So he could be he was outside. He, he was outside. So, did you see the part I said, I took him with me to pick up Kelsey? <laughs> He, he felt the open air. It's like no, no. <laughs> are there other Ken as a father? Are, are there things that you did when you came up, like knowing you, it was some some slick stuff? Mm-hmm. But like you, I, I did the same thing. It's cool. You let it slide, or do you do you catch it super early? It depends. Um, I I try to catch it early. Because I want to teach him the right way to do something. We all stumble. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't I don't ask for per- perfection, but I also want him to think about what he's doing. I guess that's I want him to process why you're doing something that's not right. If you're lying, why are you lying? Because before he went through a period like years ago where <laughs> Kenton was a liar. <laughs> We'd be like, we can't trust anything that comes out of your mouth. And we were like, we are worried about you, all right? Because if you transition into adulthood like this, man, and I'm happy it's it stopped. Like, he, he finally got what we were trying to teach him and how your word being mud, you know what I'm saying, to go back to Abraham Lincoln, but how your word being mud, you know, you don't want that. You want people to, when you say something, to value it and think you're telling them the truth. So I'm happy he got past that. But, yeah, like, I, it was funny – we were um, like two or three weeks ago, like him and his little girlfriend broke up or whatever, but he bought her like some, some Christmas presents, right? So it's like, we're oh, all... Ask back. No, no, I told him. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you this. I said, now, I said, you're going to give this. I said, so when you give this, if you are together, you know you can't take it back, right? And he, he, like, you can't do that. Like, so just so you know, you can't do it. But it, they broke up prior to him giving it to her, right? Nice. So... Right. And I the real thing is I told him and it was a discussion we're downstairs and I'm like, yo, you need to just, you know, he was like, she's hanging out with people that she knows and I'm not cool with. She sits with them. I'm like, dude, it's probably just time. You're a young kid. You, you're doing too much anyway. Just let it go. And mom was like, but dad, what is she thinking? And, honest, and if, if they listened in, when I told him to break it, it would have been easy. But dad doesn't know Jack. So anyway, <laughs> so we're so, we're all on the steps. Right. Well, I'm, I'm in the basement and they're standing like on the steps. And he's talking about like giving her like he's gonna give her the gift. And mom asked, I forgot what she asked him. She's like, "Oh, you're doing this because of this." I said, "You're up there and you're telling her and holding it over her like, yeah, I got this stuff and you messed up." And he looked at me and grinned, right? <laughs> and, and I said, "I know, I know, I know you remix. I know the, the things that you're capable of or whatever, right?" So to answer your question, like, yeah, I mean. He's he's a version of me and both of us. But he's a version of me. And I was a version of my dad. Like, I feel like I know my dad because I'm a version of my parents. Right. So I I know their inner darkness in a way and their the lightness in a way, because it's where would I get it from. Right. Um, so, yeah, I I, I, tr- I try to be on them. But I do, Tony, to, to answer your question, some things I, I can't fight every war. And also, 
I don't want to bludgeon him with bad, 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 because they're mm-hmm. human beings. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. they're going to mess up. And also they need us to pick them up. So some stuff is not worth all everything. And I let it go. But yeah, we're 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 sticklers in this household. <laughs> Yo, elementary school dating was weird. Like you it's dated weird. in elementary school? Yeah, yeah. It, but it wasn't it, it wasn't really because of me. I was, I was thinking the same thing. I was, I was always pushed in or asked into a relationship, and it would be what's wrong with him if he doesn't do it, right? So, <laughs> Yes, we go together. Yeah, like I mean, I don't know you guys, and, and maybe this is a, a good conversation. I, I never really actually talked it through of like, what does it mean to date when you are in the eighth grade or lower? Like, what do you what do you do? And that was my, always my conundrum. It was like, what do we do with this? What is this? Yeah, what, I think like, my first girlfriend that was official was um, I don't say her name, but uh, she was very attractive way way higher than my league i thought at least um and she like one day she was just like you know showing some interest and i was like all right cool i'm gonna go with this i think i was in seventh grade in middle school and you know one day i just gave her this chicago bears no she gave me a chicago bears teddy bear for my birthday 11 6 and after that she's, she's trying to smash yeah, like a sponsor, like and, the, a sponsor. and then it's like a girl, uh, her, like her, her friend came over and it's like, "Hey, this girl wants to dance with you." And so I, we went to this dance and we danced, and we were boyfriend and girlfriend, but we literally only saw like two movies together, and then I don't think we broke up. And it's just like, you know, all right. <laughs> You could be still in a relationship with this right. person. <laughs> like, You're cheating on her. I mean, You're cheating she, on her right now. <laughs> she actually came to my uh, high school graduation. We went to two different high schools, and she's still friends with people I know. And she came to my high school graduation and said, "What's up to me?" And she was cool. I mean, always. That was my first girlfriend, and I don't know how we broke up. I don't think we actually broke up yet, so we still might be. You know. I gotta, I gotta dig into this a little bit. She came to your high school graduation. Was she still as fine as she was back when you were in seventh grade? Because I Better. feel like you're leaving something. Better. And you tell, and you, and so were you in a relationship at this time when you graduated from high school? I was not, but at that time too, like even in seventh grade, she was like at least like five, seven. And then when I, we graduated, I think she was at least six foot tall. She like, she was, okay. she was, yeah, she was a champion and <laughs> smart as hell too. You didn't spend a block, Herbie, no. at the graduation. No, okay. no. At that time, my my uh, low self esteem kicked in. I was like, I know she's way too good for me now. So, <laughs> you know, she's out doing other things. I mean, I don't like to use the word sadiddy, but like sadiddy, but come down a little bit. She's not as you know into herself type mm. of way, but she could be, mm. if you know what I mean. <laughs> Back in the day, I haven't seen her probably since then. That was like I, 20 plus years. Go ahead, Tom. My first uh, elementary school girlfriend. It, it's it's weird, like having like the old man brain when, when you're a kid. So the first girl that had a crush on me, the first thing I thought was, I think she may need some help. Ooh. <laughs> and it's 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 strictly because like it just see the stuff that. Uh, she was miming and and things of that nature. I'm like, it was. What are you talking? What, what, what are you? This what, was like first grade of kindergarten. Okay, okay, okay. And I was like, 
I don't I don't think she's supposed to be doing that. What was she doing? Doing what? Just just miming some more adult oh. things. And I was like, mm. somebody may have uh I hear what you're saying, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> a child shouldn't be knowing those things. Not yeah. look back at it, you're like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like look at that coding now. I'm like, uh hmm. Whoa. Maybe yeah. somebody should have let a let an adult know. Mm-hmm. Um so that was my first girlfriend and then you know oh, she's fine I, you have you seen her since i have not okay um could, do, should i use names no right no no, no okay no, no. um well her name was no <laughs> you can use a fake name <laughs> but yeah it was it was in the old neighborhood i was like uh, this is making me uncomfortable I don't, I don't know what this is so but my official like okay i guess i'll do it uh girlfriend um it was it was actually Two, kind of. We sat oh. in a. They had four desks collected together, and there was an open seat that nobody sat in, and it was me and it was two other young ladies, and they both had a crush on me. Uh, and I didn't. I went out with one. I guess went out. We only saw each other in school. I didn't go to any movies. I, I didn't do anything. I only saw them in school. And I was like, "What are we supposed to do? What is this?" And they always eventually broke up with me in elementary school because I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my... And what grade uh, were you in? This was, That was essentially I gave you the summary of my elementary school dating. No, what the whole the time? Like first grade? Oh, the no, that was uh, the two girls. That was the f- fifth grade. Fourth grade. Wow. Yep. Okay. I, I, your parents I let you... Through. Date gr- girls? I know you didn't go anywhere, but they nah, you. Nah, nah. Okay. You I didn't even. I can't even. I can't even let them g- give them my phone number. Do your parents know this <laughs> now? You gonna get a, you gonna get a whooping when you get home? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I still haven't let them know I got a wife now. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta what? What? <laughs> I I remember a um, young lady. I ended up somebody put us together. She wanted to go with me. Um, we were at a um, Oktoberfest. If anybody can remember when they used to have an Oktoberfest and then lunch, um, not a gym. They teach us how to barnyard dance, and this was where we actually got to put it into place. <laughs> Bobbing for apples. Think about how nasty that was, and what we used to do back in the day. <laughs> filthy, filthy, nasty. Right? And I was, so y'all had COVID I, before COVID. Oh, COVID, 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 COVID. Right. <laughs> I, so I remember this Oktoberfest, this girl, this girl who I really liked, her cousin hooked it up, right? Um, and she's like, yeah, this girl, she wants to holler at you or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. Because, I mean, it's like she wants to go with me. I, I don't go with anybody. But I really, I mean, I had a crush on people, but it wasn't like I was trying to actively have a girlfriend back in uh, grade school for the most part, right? But this is the weird part. And she was a fast young lady. She was fast. She was fast. Like, I miss that word. Me too. I, I miss fast. I, I believe she, like, after, we, I, I, after we were talking, I believe she was getting it in in, in grade school. Back wow. in, this is back in the days. This right? one of your, your, your mom and your aunt's like, that's a that's fast tail girl you're going out with? <laughs> my grandma was, I listen, I once told my grandma, like, grandma, and it was, I was dehydrated, but I was like, grandma, you know, Go to the bathroom and it feels like it's a little like burn or something. She's like, You out there kissing those girls in the mess? She said something, you kissing a little dirty girl, nasty girls. Like, no, grandma. And my grandma was a nurse, so we would have conversations like this. Anyway, so this is the wild part about this young lady. 
she would call my house at seven something in the morning. And I was like, this mm. is weird. And someone needs to get in charge of this in her house <laughs> and my house. Like, what is this girl doing calling me before school? Right? Like grade school, grade school, right? Like I don't even I don't even think I was in sixth. I think I was like a fifth grade man. And it's like, what is she doing? Like, who, I'm like, who is she going with before that she thinks this is cool that you're calling my house at seven something in the morning? And why are my family members saying something to me about this? <laughs> this is odd. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, and then I don't even remember how we uh, broke, but I remember. This you still with this girl too? No, I, remember this, I definitely wasn't. We it ended because I remember this other fast girl. Okay, she was in our class. This girl was a year younger than me. This other girl transferred to in our class, and I remember she's like, "Yeah," and it's funny that they hooked up and became friends. Yeah, we're going over so and so's house, and people are coming over. And I remember thinking back then, I was like, "They're doing the sex. <laughs> they're they doing. They're they out there the playing sex. house, right? Like, right? They're doing. They're doing the sex. Playing uh, doctor. So that." Yeah, a little bit of doctor. <laughs> and then I think the first time I really went after a girl um, was in eighth grade because uh, I was collecting trophies uh, that year. <laughs> we, had, we had taken over the school. We was fighting. Like the dudes that was out. And they were my friends. But you know uh-huh. how you, you hey, ops at this point. And when we started using fists, they wanted no parts of it. And we just took over. It was beautiful, right? And I remember, like, this girl had transferred into our school. And I remember at the beginning of school year, it's like, yo, I like her. And at the end of the school year, well, collect trophies. It's like, I made as well collect this one too. And she broke my. So we went together, and we this was from eighth grade year going into high school. And man, she broke my heart. <laughs> real quick, real quick, I'm gonna tell you this: is how bad it got. Let me just mm-hmm. let me let me show just the, the weakness of how I was at this point. I remember waiting by the phone to play. Ba- and I would to play Baby, Baby, Baby by TLC, hoping that she would call. But I'm going to tell you how I came back. So junior year, it was junior year, she came back and she said she wanted to do sex. She still hadn't done, quote unquote, the sex. <laughs> and she wanted me to do the sex. And I and I remember thinking, like, I was up. Junior year was, junior eighth grade year was my favorite year in high school. I mean, in, grade, in school, period. Junior year. Mm-hmm in high school and eighth grade year in grade school. And I was like, I guess I'll do it for you. But I was like, let's be honest with you. I'm not a virgin. Right now, I'm not. So if you still want to or whatever, but I, I'm, we ain't, it's not what you think. So I'm just letting you know, because you got a man, you just put him, put it in full out there. But yeah, that was, uh, that was my uh, dealings in grade school as far as girls in the school. Now I would go with girls outside the school or whatever, and you know, we would do the the grinding, you know. <laughs> yes. All you the, like, at the right. juke parties? At the juke parties? It'd be man in, in my in I wasn't my allowed to go to the juke parties. Wherever, wherever it was it was <laughs> <laughs> boy, I was, I was a grind master. Had a PhD in <laughs> <laughs> <I> grind. <laughs> I come from a long line of grinders. My grandfather came on the boat grinding. Grinding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is this is walk down memory lane of uh, our various childhoods. Uh, this is Sports and Jason. And as you can probably hear now, uh, Jason and Russ ain't here. So they let your boy take over the podcast. Uh, they could regret it. They could not. We're we going to see. We're going to see. But I got two adults with me so i should be fine 
or maybe not. I don't know. I'm Tony Gill, producer of this fine product, and along with me are two people that I wanted to bring together personally. They were my first two choices when they were like, hey, Tony, me and Russ going to be out. Herb and Ken. Before he even finished it, it was Herb, Lawrence, and Ken Davis. What's up, guys? How you doing? Thanks for having me, Tony. Appreciate you uh, having me and Ken on your first on your list, brother. It's awesome to hear. And good to hear from you, Ken. Always good to hear from you, man. Uh, I was thinking about you the other day. I was telling Tony, it was funny when he told me. I was like, I was just thinking about Herbie today, right? I was like, that's weird. But, yeah, good to see you, Herbie. And thanks definitely for Russ and Sean for letting us come on. Um, Tony, I appreciate you for bringing us on, too. Uh, I know the last time I enjoyed myself, and I'm sure tonight I'm going to enjoy myself as I humiliate myself walking down (laughs) every lane talking about heartache. (laughs) <laughs> it's nothing like it's well, real quick. There's nothing like childhood heartache. Like you're talking about my son, and I tell him, mm-hmm. I was like, man, love as a young person is beautiful. It hurts, but it's mm-hmm. beautiful. All right, it's beautiful, right? Yeah, I raw. mean, yeah, it's very raw. Like as you say, like I broke up with my high school after high school girlfriend. I remember that stuff still. Like it, it that specific one and then as you said as a child and a young adult you kind of still remember those things and it kind of uh, for a couple of the relationships after like dictates how you treat them mm-hmm. and you know you you know have a toxic relationship to- with them because you got your heart broke or you broke a heart and so you continue that trend until you work on yourself and know that that first heartbreak is supposed to happen and it's supposed to hurt and you're supposed to learn from that and adjust to, you know, how bad it was, what you did wrong, what you can improve on, being yourself, and then leaving that in the past and then moving on. And so uh, until I learned that, I didn't really have great relationships. So, yeah, that, that first one you're supposed to learn from. And so I hope your son, and heartbroken, learns from this and becomes better out of it. And I know he will because he had two great parents. Me, Tony Gill, is presented by Sheets and Giggles. Go to our link, sheetsandgiggles.com slash SA and use promo code SPORTS. you get 23% off everything, including the softest sheets you've ever felt. They also have flannels, pillows, duvets, duvet covers, and more. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. I'm telling you guys, you won't regret it. I got the flannel boys. All right. I got the flannel boys, and that's all I need. I don't need the, the whole blanket. Because I get so hot, my lowers get real hot for some reason. I don't know if it's just age or, but yeah, I, I I don't like being super hot. And when I wake up sometimes, it's just like, whoa, what happened? So I get the sheets and giggles flannel, boys. I don't need the blanket. I just get the flannel sheets and I'm good for the whole night. Breathable, comfortable, all that. Go to sheetsandgiggles.com to get that, all right? Also, bet MGM. We get money out here, man. I can't. Hey, you know, rock with us. Get money. Download the Bet MGM app and get our special offer. Your first bet gets paid back in free betting credits if you lose up to one thousand dollars. Just use promo code Adjacent One Thousand. You can bet NBA, NHL, golf futures, and much, much more at Bet MGM. Just use our promo code Adjacent One Thousand, and they'll pay you back in free betting credits if you don't win on your first bet. Up to $1,000. Bet MGM, the king of sports books. All right, guys. You the sold first... those sheets and giggles, Tony. Hey, man. 
Hey man, I mean that's that seems like the perfect uh, sleeping situation, man. This sounds comfortable as hell because I don't like to sleep in a big, huge comforter either, and I like mm-hmm. the you know just a regular flat blanket type of mm-hmm. thing. And that sheets and giggles seems a little bit more uh, uh, accustomed to what I am uh, accustomed to, and I think Courtney and I can share that actual sheets and giggles instead of two different blankets two, and two di- different oh, situations dude. going on. Yeah, dude, that was the thing when we first got married. Me and my wife, Stephanie, that was that was probably the biggest thing was, okay, what's this sleeping situation is going to be like? Because she gets really cold and I get really hot. So luckily, she's in giggles. We, we were able to find a balance. They, we also got the mattress, too, the she's in giggle mattress. That was a huge deal mm-hmm. for us. So it, it that helps. Um, and then, you know, I just don't like to be hot. I, I refuse to sleep. My body refuses to go to sleep if it's too hot. Like that's just—it's not gonna happen. So, shout out to season giggles, man. I, I burn hot. Uh, she was saying the other day, just like, man, you're so warm when she came in the house, and they always say that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I always I do I burn hot. So like right now, like she may sleep with like a sheet and a, a comforter or whatever. I have a sheet because it's like now it's getting warmer outside. Mm-hmm. So it's like because I half the night I'm tossing the sheet off. I like I have to be cool. Me, me personally, like I, cause I'm, I'm got enough, you know, so I guess we're just big dudes too. So mm-hmm. we're, we're generating heat ourselves. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you, but yeah, we, I told you we had to do the separate because she, she barrel rolls, like death rolls, like a, you know, an alligator. Mm-hmm. And I, I would have to, so I would have like this much cover on me and I'm trying to pull, but I, I can't, she's a wrapped it. <laughs> so it's like, All right, I, got, I need my own joint. <laughs> like, this is a good one. All right, guys. So, uh, John Morant. Mm. <laughs> ah, speaking of uh, young people doing young people mm. things, <laughs> um, you know this. The story has been kind of permeating through sports as 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 the lead sports uh, topic. Um, and usually, we don't do like super sports trendy topics. We usually try to stay adjacent to the sports. But this is this has been sticking with me for you know a, a while. Uh, since you know all this stuff started happening, and we realized the type of uh, things that John Morant was getting himself into, uh, and recently, uh, the latest news to the John Morant situation is the Denver, Colorado Police Department uh, will not be filing any charges against John Morant. They didn't have enough evidence, or they didn't see anything that they could charge him with in terms of a crime. So that that's good. Uh, that he didn't commit a crime, at least according to the Colorado Police Department, because uh, mm. that could have been made everything a lot worse. Um, but I really just want to have a conversation. You know, I'm sure we're going to have you know some jokes and stuff in, in there. But at the base of it, it is a young, talented human being who is making a lot of mistakes early in life and. You can see the silver lining of it and say, okay, at least, you know, he's doing it now. He can get things right and redeem himself. But so many people want to compare this to Allen Iverson and how he came up. And I think this is this is a bit different where it feels like Allen was always lovable, right? Where people will always be kind of rooting for him 
um, in the end, despite his mistakes, and he made a lot. But the John Moran situation, it just, I don't want to say it's, he's an idiot because we all make mistakes, but I don't, like, how do you get to this point with the type of family structure that he has, with everything that's on the line for him, with all the support that he gets from around him? I just don't understand how it gets this bad, this quickly. I just think, like, I don't know if he was told no or punked out when he was a youngster. And I know his city wasn't, you know, the suburbs that some are, you know, portraying as to be, but it wasn't like he was poverty stricken, two parent household. And, you know, looked like they had a, a good situation there. And I don't know if he got punked at a young age where he feels like, nah, nah, they're going to, they're going to feel me. They don't know that I I'm about that life type of stuff. And I can't speak to how he's doing it. Cause I was never a good basketball player. I was never this young and handsome and got money, cars, notoriety, everything I could want as a 20, what 23 year old. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't know how to, I don't know that life, but he is messing up an opportunity mm-hmm. of a lifetime. He'll make his money. He'll make his money from the shoe deal he just signed. He'll make his money from, you know, the Grizzlies. They love him down there. This was a, just a stumble. I think he'll still sign for longer-term deals. But it's about if you're going to be available to do those type of things. Because waving a gun out in public, acting like you're about that, is asking for the wrong people to answer you. Yep. And so... It's about that more than anything. Him staying alive, him staying healthy, his family staying healthy because you're trying to, you know, I don't think he's trying to provoke these people, but they're going to come and see him if he keeps on doing it. And I hope he understands what he's doing to himself, his family, and his legacy. Especially in a city like Memphis, mm-hmm. where, I mean, we grew up in Chicago. We know they don't play here. They don't play in Memphis. Mm-mm. All right, that's not the place where... And, and I, I said this too. I didn't know. Initially, I thought perhaps some of his friends or family from South Carolina were coming with him. I know that he grew up, and Herbie, you pointed it out, people make it seem like it's a tad bit more luxurious than what it seemed like when he was coming out in the draft. But it seemed like he came from a solid household. I didn't know. And again, this could be wrong, and maybe I'm misinformed that this is this the people that they're worried about him hanging around are these are Memphis folks. So he you're saying that he came there and linked up with people there and decided that he's going to turn up in this fashion and, and get in the trenches. Now that's wild. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's why. And it, it, but it, but it also goes, and I'm happy you, you said it. Was he punked as a child? Because I think, um, I don't, I don't, I, there's one, I can, I can only speak from a black experience. All right. Um, there's something to growing up in the hood, and I mean, I would fight or whatever, but I wasn't in the gang. I had uh, my brother was in the game. My friends were in the I, probably most of my friends were in the opposing gang, and I had friends in both. Or we could say the sides. We know there's different factions, but we don't need to jump into all that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I never felt the need. But there were times where I felt like someone crossed the line. Like I went to school 
Um, I went to St. Francis de Sales. There's a, it's an area where it's, it's a large Mexican and Eastern European area. Um, and listen, you hear that whistle. I was, listen, Mexicans are together. All right. You hear the whistle. It was like, and they thought we were all folks. Right. It was like, what? what? It was like, oh, here we go. Right. But you, you sit there and you want protection. And there's also something to, you know, wanting to be the man everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I haven't been the man everywhere in my lifetime. Right. Um, I haven't been the man on the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you see what it is with the type of, um, the type of, 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 of just, how great it is you know not to say the downside because a lot of people don't know downside death jail people switching up on you plotting against you or whatever but there's something that's it's 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 allure it can be alluring and he's just 23 too you know what i'm saying so i mean his brain hasn't even fully formed up yet when you really when you're talking about it and when we joked about it tony um i said to you he look he may be one of the all-time best highest players ever because he has to be high as you know what and <laughs> for real i'm just saying like and it's just, because when you when you saw the image of him and i believe it's a strip club in, in mm-hmm. denver colorado i don't know if it was in denver but colorado let me just say colorado mm-hmm. um you're in a strip club and again i know it's different from generations right because herbie like our generation it's like when we were younger so let's just say from the 80s to like 92 we would dance, right? Yeah. But then it was a period we wasn't smiling or dancing until we didn't start dancing again to uh, Peaches and Cream by 112 mm-hmm. and Jacket Edge started dancing. Like when they started dancing again, that's when it became, we didn't dance for a decade. It was like, look, I got a picture. I got a picture with my older brother and my younger brother. We went, this was my younger brother graduating from boarding school. And I'm holding my younger brother. You can kind of see my hand. And none of us are smiling in this picture. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. All right. You're, you're a sucker if you're smiling. You got to stay, <laughs> stay hard. Yeah. Stay after, hard, right? after, after Hammer did his dance, and sorry, they're coming from my bad takes. Um, <laughs> after Hammer, you know, did his whole thing and people clown Hammer for the, the, so the selling out and stuff. Yeah. Now every rapper, every MC on the mic is, uh, got a, a endorsement deal of their own stuff. So, uh, that's weird how that happened, but they clown Hammer for all the dancing and stuff, man. They just like, nope, we ain't doing it. And remember the big time Suge Knight thing where he's dissing, uh, bad boy and Puffy dancing mm-hmm. all in the video. <laughs> that's the that one who brought Herbie. it back. He brought I was it up back. that night. I was up that night, Herbie, watching that Source Awards. It was mind blowing. All right, to say the least. But uh, <laughs> Man, that's that's tough. That's tough. That's, that's when gangsters yeah. go to Six Flags. I'm like, come on, bro. Like you you you're not exhilarated by that ride. You gotta you gotta be mean on the on, on the oh, roller coaster. You had to your unfolded. Going down. <laughs> but uh, but still but still. Um, there's something to where I, I guess as a, a, a black male, what you're supposed to be, you know, it's, and I think it's gotten worse now, um, for these young people, um, especially with how, and it didn't start with them. It didn't start with us, but we definitely pushed it. I want to say that like a lot of people are like, what are these kids doing? If we were talking about, 
I'm not a customer, I'm a dealer. Somebody was doing the drugs. All right. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. don't look at these kids all crazy because they're doing if you were if you're all this and I, I love like the like old school hip hop is like man I like to hear people talking about slang and cocaine and I do too a little you know I like a little <laughs> coke in my raps <laughs> but but still then they act it's like well who's the consumer then if you're saying these are real rap I live my raps and and you're you're not selling you're selling this to your own people that was one of the things that always that kind of kept me away from the game i'm like wait so i'm supposed to do my people and i'm some i know somebody or some capitalist come here and be like somebody was gonna sell it to them oh yeah i got you but uh still <laughs> it's one of those things where you, you want to be this uber male you know what i'm saying you don't want any disrespect you know any smut on your name right and he's at a level where he's a better basketball player than I think he ever could have thought he was going to be. Regardless of, we had this discussion the other day, uh, Tony, I was telling you. I mean, going for Mercy, I, I'm sure he didn't think that if there's a chance that if he doesn't get hurt, he's in the top five greatest point guards ever easy. Right? Mm-hmm. E- easy if he doesn't get hurt. All right? Yeah, give one him person straight- saw him accidentally. One scout out of all the scouts ever right. saw John so- Ram like, Jeez, I think this dude you're could getting, be the best player in the draft. Right, and you're you're getting this. Why can't I have it all? But it's like sometimes you have to realize that everything on your plate isn't good for you. You know what I'm saying? And that's where Preach. for him, he's conflated where it's like, man, I, I'm trying to be this uber male. And it's like, bro, you met like one thing I like Herbie, I'm sure you can speak to Tony, you can speak to this. I don't want to fight anybody, to be honest with you. Um, I've made it. I made it out of her. I again. I said I was not in the game, but it clearly I thought I anybody for us to make it to twenty one was something. All right, mm-hmm. like it was still like yo. I was outside though, right? Like yeah. I was a kid that and, I didn't come you, in. Go ahead, Herbie. And you grew up in a really dangerous time in Chicago. I was in the suburbs, and I used to go over to my uh, my cousin's house on eighty seventh and Elizabeth for the summers, and I was oblivious to what crime was, what guns were. I, from suburbs from wheaton and so i didn't never really saw anything of shooting and such and like you were saying i don't want to fight i and i don't think most people want to fight but yes some are pushed into uh things out of necessity and i i don't fault people in gang i mean hell if i was in different situation i might be in a gang i might be you know not here in jail one of the multiple things so I I've I find myself blessed and lucky that I grew up with the parents I had, grew up where I was, and so like my life could have turned out so much different. And, and same thing with yours. Like you had opportunities, I'm sure, to join up and things like that, and maybe uh, even thought it because you said you have friends, and brothers in it, and so you know, kudos to you, kudos to your brothers and your, and your friends too, because. They did what they had to do. Choices had to be made. Choices were made by you too. And I, I think you know none. I don't see right choices the the wrong thing to say because I can't I can't speak to right. it. So right. my choice it was my choice, not right. the right one. It was right for me. I definitely want to spend a couple blocks. I was definitely <laughs> tempted to throw my life away several times. <laughs> um, I definitely wanted. And when I say spend, let's just be brutally honest. When I say spend blocks. I'm talking about shooting at some people. Um. Like just from disrespect. I mean, just think. Like, I could. I may not be here because, and I, I wasn't a punk either. Like, don't get it twisted. People, people didn't just run up on Ken. All right, <laughs> but like, it wasn't like that. But um, there were times where I could have let anger 
everything that Herbie just said, as far as where I could have ended up, I could have easily ended up there. I grew up in Ingle. I grew up on the east side in Inglewood and in the projects and in the hundreds. Um, I used to be a kid that, you know, my parents used to think I was responsible and in some ways they neglected me. I, I could be a kid where I'm in Inglewood at 11 years old and I'm out at 2 a.m. in the morning or even out on the east side. I'm out. I'm out hanging with older kids, you know what I'm saying? But and I was I was lucky. Let me look leave with that. I was lucky and blessed enough to where I was able to make it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but again, getting back to the job perspective, I think it's easy to fall. And it's also easy to to diss and say, well, you got all this money. This He's still young. I'm not saying he shouldn't know better because mm-hmm. I think Josh's smart, too. Yeah. It'd be different if he was someone that I didn't believe was intelligent because I'd be like, well, he, he not to say he still doesn't have to learn, but he's he's not ignorant. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so this is just like where you saw the clip where about three weeks ago where I forgot. I don't I forgot the incident that had happened. Uh, no, it was a Pacers incident. I believe yeah. it took place where allegedly mm-hmm. uh, someone from a, a vehicle that he was either in his caravan or a part of flashed a, a, a beam. We don't know if the Pacers, whoever the staff or team think it was a, attached to a rifle into their bus or whatever. And he had a video of him driving with, I think it was a little baby song, but the, the, basically the premise of the song was he's not switching up, meaning I'm still going to be with who I am being with those of my people. And that's what that kind of aggravated me because it's like, yo, you too good. You're, you're really, really too good for this. And you're doubling down on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and then you look at the it's situation where, you know, a, 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 a allegedly his mother got into it at the mall and called him one don't call him not no. wise that was no, right not no. wise whatsoever if even but even call more your, with him call his dad he doesn't have to go yeah i was gonna say mm-hmm. call t call t to come up there one but even that john you stay you, you stay at home or in the car yeah it, it, mm-hmm. it's, that's Too much that's why these yes yeah, it's, it's you're you're the breadwinner um it, it, and I, I one thing that demaz and i used to always say on our show was if you don't want to do this morally, do it selfishly. So if you don't want to do right because it's right, at least do it because you don't want to mess up what you have going on then. Um, I think it's hard and it's easy to, to judge. And that's still not saying he's not being dumb um, with your grandma's pistol, because that's definitely like your <laughs> grandma's like that, uh, that little thing. Like that's like my Fisher Price, my first gotcha, my first gotcha. <laughs> He half naked. Like, you know how high you gotta be. This is just my opinion. All right. Just how high you gotta be to be in a club, a strip club with dudes, right? You like, man, let me pull out your gun. (laughs) (laughs) I mean that that let me know, like also, that's why you need veterans on a team. Like, that's why you need real veterans on a team. Like, if we if we're gonna be up to the, the the shenanigans. You can't be recording the shenanigans. There's right. people working. There were young women working. Mm-hmm. They, 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 didn't, they didn't expect cameras to be out. You know, while Wilt's working. Like Jason Jason Goff said on his podcast, had the stripping been done already? <laughs> Was there no more money. Continue <laughs> the strip. <laughs> I know Tony is a dyed in the wool Bulls fan over there. He's, Ooh, it's crazy. He jumps back on Zach, Zach's bandwagon every other week, and I'm like, why are you doing that? <laughs> oh, man, I mean, 
the Bulls are my number one team. Uh, I don't know, man. Every time they, uh, I try and get out, they keep pulling me back in. It's like I don't see we, how they pulled you back in. Well, Patrick Beverly, I, I want my own championship. <laughs> it won't be the same. <laughs> you will ne- you'll never, you will never experience. Oh, so delicious! Why, why it's so bad now? Like you will, ne- like it will. You want your? It's so man. It will never. It will never be this. Like to grow up and get six rings. Oh my! In Chicago? Oh my! <laughs> man, like, like it was like right when I was becoming a real sports fan. Like when I was twelve, mm-hmm. thirteen, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah. I feel like that damn kid, you know, the kid that is in Boston is like Patriots fan. Yeah, I'm 12 years old. I've seen 16 championships. Like, shut Mm -hmm. up, kid. And then I remember (laughs) I was like an 18 year old and you were at six championships. I was like, (laughs) I'm like, I'll take a White Sox one. But, you know, I got six basketball championships. I'm in the house. I mean, and then I realized after those championship years that I wasn't a Bulls fan. I was more a Jordan Pepin fan than the actual Mm. Bulls fan because I didn't give a goddamn when Cornell David or uh, garbage like uh, was that E robbery Eddie Robinson? Oh, Marcus Marcus Heide, Heide. I watched Marcus all Heiser. of it, Her- yeah. Herbie. I was, I was, I watched all that bad Bulls basketball back then, man. Mm. I, I was ten toes down. Mm. I'm going through God. the twin toddlers. Oh, I'm going goodness. through Ron Artest sipping Hennessy with the oh. Best Buy discount. Yeah. I'm watching <laughs> paint dry, Elton Brand. Look, I'm look, I wanted oh Elton God. Brand going. I'll say it, damn it. It was boring. I want I, I grew up watching <laughs> entertaining basketball. That was like, yo, he's good, but this is not yo, the, the stark difference between like 98 and 99 like had to be jarring for the uh for the Bulls for the Chicago. No, fans. because we not knew really. it was coming. Yeah, we knew it was exactly. coming. We knew it was coming. Mm. We knew it was coming. So we we it, we we knew it was over. So it was like it's cool, you know what I'm saying? And mm. also, it was kind of cool that they didn't lose it because the question was if they would have come back for that strike shortened year. One, they were it was condensed, so there was more back to backs in that in that during yeah. that, that that time span. Um, and also, sometimes they did have problems with teams that had dominant bigs or whatever. So seeing them versus the Spurs would be interesting. But still, they never lost it on the court. So, in all yeah. fairness, it was kind of sweet. Right? It's like we walked. It's like we walked off. Like, hey, y'all took those L's, and we going off into you know what I'm saying Shangri La. So you do just what you want to do with it. It was kind of sweet to be honest. Yeah, and we thought it was the wrap of Jordan's career too with the shot. I was like, yep. that is the mm-hmm. that is the yep. perfect bow and say mm-hmm. curtain for a career. But you know. MJ had to come back, but yeah, we knew Tony, like they prepared us, you know, the score, mm-hmm. I think ESPN 1000, Mark G and Greco, uh, yes. all the TV people, you know, informed us pretty well and said, yeah, this is coming. There's no, there's no resolution here. It's over. They're not coming back. You know, still me, even during the lockout, I was like, maybe no. And then I knew, you know, that was like a 5% chance and it didn't happen. So I really didn't watch basketball and the bulls that whole year. I was just so mm. upset mm. because yeah. I was like, what am I going to watch this for? <laughs> Good I'm job. Like, Jalen yeah. Rose. I, whatever. Get off my team. <laughs> <laughs> now Mike gets to uh, watch his son possibly impregnate lots of people. Oh my God. That's wild. That's wild. It's 
I'll be like, man, oh don't do God. that, boy. Listen, I'll be <laughs> like, that is like that lady knew that person when that person was a child. Right. I always find that fucking disgusting. <laughs> man, woman. Like when they talk about, and I know people are gonna be pissed here when they talk about Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. Elvis Presley met Priscilla Presley when Priscilla Presley was 12 years old. Met her. Mm-hmm. And then later got married to her when she was like 16 or 17. It was like, I like her. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> I like it. That's He's always scouting. Yeah, scouting. Always creepy to me. Always creepy to me. Grade school so. kids. <laughs> exactly. So it's just weird. It's a weird yeah. thing right there. And if, I don't know if Michael can say something to Marcus or anything, but like, man, that's a bad look for everybody involved. Everybody. Yeah. Like, I feel- Mike gets a little shrapnel. Marcus gets mm-hmm. some. Larza gets some. And mm-hmm. Sh- Scotty gets a, the majority Scotty of it. Scotty dove on top of it. <laughs> um, Christ. I, I feel a little bit, though, that in my heart of hearts, I want to be like Marcus – because basketball prowls wise, it's especially when you see Bronny. Like I'd be mad if I was like Jordan's son and I see Bronny and stuff. I'd be like, Dang. even though we know they had a decent, you know, college careers, but I feel like he's trying to pay his father back. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I got you, Dad. Right? Like, oh, Scotty said this. We're gonna have the last say. Who's got it worse, Scotty? Scotty Jr. I mean, they say they say Jordan is kind of you know that way. He's like, hey, man, that's super petty though. Like, man. and remember, Scotty got a little spicy and said, like, I'm a better player than Mike. Blah blah blah, blase blase. He's talked really out of his ass, and Jordan mm-hmm. was like, all right. That's I took it personal. Yeah, it's like as uh as Ken Griffey said to Ken Griffey Jr. when uh Ken Griffey Jr. wasn't allowed in the Yankees uh um clubhouse as other players were other players' kids were. He, he said, I would fight it, but I got somebody who was a little bit younger and a lot better than I was to fight my battles. And that's what Mike said to Marcus. Go ahead. <laughs> Who's I mean? Who, who who's got it worse, Scotty or Scotty? Scotty. Oof, Scotty. Scotty. Because at some point you could disassociate from your moms, and the, the dudes know. Like, dude, like it gets to a point where it's like, yeah, your mom's out here, and it's just like, uh, like, yeah, it, it, the joke kind of starts losing some of the luster. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. like because you can't control your moms. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like. Yo, yeah, it's messed up, but it is what it is. Well, Scotty chose her. Like, for instance, Scotty <laughs> Jr. didn't choose her. Scotty uh-huh. chose her, had her on the wrist. This future and future came back. Listen, it's basically mm-hmm. the future spin again, but the Jordans are doing it this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Now, I would be mad at her if, if she knew, if he was of age and stuff, but like that grooming stuff is trash like i don't you know blame her for stepping on on scotty with future and stuff you know that's their relationship i don't know it but you know to know to this little youngster is weird like oh no i knew you was when i was changing the diaper and stuff like that i was a grown-ass person that's a a thing now that's a thing now i don't know if you see see like commercials of that show milf manor no i didn't even know it was see it when Everybody comes and like you're with a bunch of uh, people you know. Your mom knows. So it's it essentially is a show of these uh, older women up to sixty, and they're looking to date younger men. But the plot twist is 
it's all of their sons. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We it's 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 twenty twenty three. So you get to see your mom macking on another guy who's mm-hmm. your age yep. while you're trying to mack on some, on some other guys. That, I, I can't even I you know my my um lust would disappear. Yes. Uh, my vigor <laughs> would be gone. Um my fist I can't would be operate. Flying. I can't yeah, I can't operate in this type of setting. But I'll say this though. One thing I think we're skipping over is how petty Lars is to Scotty. Because this mm. is clearly like mm-hmm. the biggest F you possible. Yeah. Where it's like 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 she is re- like this, like it's like Scotty really has to address his self and be like, what was I thinking? Because for her to do this to him. She really didn't care, bro. <laughs> yeah, she, oh, yeah. You talking about yeah, you like that? <laughs> and let's not act like Scotty was a saint over there. I'm not. Scotty, yeah. no, 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 I'm saying not you. I'm saying like everybody. Like mm-hmm. Scotty did some dirt, dirt. <laughs> he was out there in those streets, and but he, you never see a videotape of it, guys. Never, Scotty never. <laughs> Scotty kept. The, Scotty learned from the best. <laughs> Scotty learned from the best. Keep that shit oh. in house. <laughs> And I mean, I I kind of feel bad for if she if she has a kid with Marcus, like she's set for life, for life. She got she she be the goat, two top seventy five players. I mean, she didn't get Michael Jordan, but yes, you're a dirty dude. You're a dirty dude. You're a dirty dude. And look, the next time, wait, 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 the next time they do the top 100, Mike and Scotty, and it, I guess the time wouldn't work. So just, just deal with me right now, right? Mm-hmm. Mike and Scotty should have to bring out uh, the, 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 they, they Lars kid too and had him out with the, the leather jackets on that they, they wear. <laughs> <laughs> they have to bring out Lars. <laughs> oh, it's not. This is foul. This is, we shouldn't, this is wrong. <laughs> yeah, this man not going. I don't know. I ain't figured out. You, you get you took us down a dark lane right here. <laughs> All right, guys, that's been another episode of Sports Adjacent. Thanks a lot for uh, coming through, Herb Lords. Ken Davis. I don't. One thing that we didn't do that I probably should have done is talk about like just our inner relationship and and. The, the experiences I've had with, with both of you, but you guys are going to come back on and maybe we do at a, at a later date, but yeah, man, I, I appreciate both of you guys. Um, you guys have had a prolific impact on not just my career, but my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate you guys coming through and doing this show with me. I appreciate your friendship. Um, man, I ask anybody. I love me some Ken Davis and I love me some Herb Lawrence like you guys when oh who are your friends just in random you guys are definitely in that first grouping of of people that i count on that i trust that uh that i want to find ways to constantly do content with um because you guys are are hilarious and funny uh, and i definitely appreciate what you guys have done in in my life so just this is this is just me wanting to this episode was just me wanting to talk to more of my friends uh, uh, on this platform that I do with my friends. 
That's dope. I appreciate that, Tony. Feel the same way about you too. I really appreciate that. And yeah, you're. I mean, we've uh, had our discussions about you and and, and your uh, your exploits, but you're a great man. You're like uh, something people look up to. I look up to you too because of how you carry your life on. And so, yeah, I appreciate the words that you share with me, and I feel the same way about you. Yeah, I totally. I, I, you already know how I feel about you. Um, you're my brother, you know. Period. Um, I will go to jail for you. And uh, <laughs> so it is what it is. All right, guys. Sports adjacent. No, not sports adjacent. Tony Gill is presented by Sheets and Giggles. Go to our link, sheetsandgiggles.com slash SA. Use our promo code SPORTS. You'll get 23% off of everything, literally everything, including the softest sheets that you've ever felt. Please, 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 please. If you don't listen to anything that I said on this podcast, please listen to me about Sheets and Giggles. All right. I am a customer of Sheets and Giggles. I have tested out their products for you. They're, you don't need any other sheets. You can't go back. Once you try Sheets and Giggles, you will not be able to go back. There's obviously there's some times that mean a lady, we got to exchange the sheets and we got to put on the ones, the, the, the regular ones. And it's just, it's not the same. It's not, I'd rather sleep on the floor. Just to be perfect, I'd rather sleep on the floor than sleep on anything other than sheets and giggles, and I'm not being facetious. All right? All right, they also got flannels, pillows, duvets, duvets, covers, and a lot more. I didn't know what a duvet was until sheets and giggles came into my life. Man, have you talked, have you seen somebody that, or talked to somebody that didn't have a fitted sheet on? No. <laughs> now no. listen, it's I, I look, it feels like poverty. Or yes. when it, like even when it comes off in the middle of the night, oh my God. You know, it, it feels it feels for like for someone who's growing up in the projects at times, it feels like poverty if you don't have if you're sleeping on street. Yeah, those bed bugs are getting good access oh, right to your when body. I gotta come outside like this if I'm sleeping like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when the fitting sheet used to come off, and now this fitting sheet doesn't come off. We got good they don't sheets. don't come off like they used Yeah, they don't no. come off like back then. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When you get sheets and giggles, you get good sheets and it don't come off anymore. But when they did, <laughs> oh my God. I just like... <laughs> Because like, you know it's gonna be a struggle. Yeah, you know it's gonna be a struggle. You're like, oh, I'm not into this. This is physical work. Now my partner got to get up too because hey, no one no, can be on the bed because right he can't now. stretch it out. But oh, oh, nothing like that middle of the night. You both get up to reset the fitted sheet. Oh, oh in the dark. Oh, it's nothing worse. And you can't get back to sleep too now. Exactly. exactly. You're just looking up in a dark ceiling. Oh. Look at the fans, man. Yeah, you just did exercise for like a minute. <laughs> once you get one side on, the other side, falls. The other side yeah. comes off. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, if I had to add one thing to the, the fitted sheet, they still a little bit confusing. Like, how do you even fold a fitted sheet? You don't. Like, I, I don't feel comfortable balling it up, but that's no, what you no, end you up doing. It up. You no, know, you, you get one, like one, one you like. You wash it every once in a while. I probably don't, you know, every skip a cycle. I do it every two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, I might be a little dirty, but and you know, during that time, don't sleep in the bed. 
Don't sit on it. Don't sleep on it. Watch it, wash it, and dry it. Put it right back onto the bed. That's all. I only have, well, I only have one. I know my fiance Courtney has two to three ready at any time. Mm-hmm. But I, what do we need? I'm, I'm a minimalist. Why do we need extra fitted cheeks? I cut through one about uh, about three weeks ago, and like she didn't change it for like four days so i actually was getting a little bit we had one of those cushiony things though so it wasn't bare mattress it has okay. like the, the memory cushion foam? on top yeah well it's not memory it's not memory foam but for instance like we can't flip this mattress over mm. because yeah the, the, the top side has a different layer to it mm. so and also we had one of those things that they make you buy was like you put this on your, your, your mattress so it doesn't get the the sweat and all that other stuff in it or whatever so it's not it, it, it's not like that that ninety that that hundred dollar mattress that you used to get in college, especially when you moved off campus, oh was my like, god! Oh yeah, well, it's not that type no. of mattress where it feels like the struggle, but <laughs> still, like struggle. I felt like because it, it was and it only was cut by my feet, so I was letting you know that either the back of my heel or nail probably <laughs> did it. But, yeah, I'm just being honest. I'm I'm trying to be, it's not, the winter. Not perfect. It's the winter. The moisture, the moisturization is not exactly. a, at a premium exactly. now. Those feet are probably real crusty, and that nail is yeah, razor crusty. sharp. A little bit, a little bit, little bit. You want to probably get sheets and giggles, all right? Or the <laughs> mattress. Go, go to the market now. Go to sheets <laughs> 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 a to uh, get the best sheets that you've ever had. Also, Sports Adjacent is brought to you by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and get our special offer. Your first bet gets paid back in free betting credits if you lose up to $1,000. You guys know my favorite bet this year has been Bulls Opponent Moneyline. Mm -hmm. That has been my favorite bet. I know Herb has won big time by taking that bet with the Bulls up 20. Yes. And he's taking the opponent two money times. Line. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the last three times I've done it, I've won. When the Bulls <laughs> were up 20 plus, I was like, all right, it's the perfect time to get in. <laughs> and two out of three times, the Bulls uh, gave up those leads and lost those games. <laughs> all you have to do is use promo code adjacent one thou wow, 1000 for. Uh, the people that don't know what that means. You can bet on NBA, NHL, golf futures, and much more at BetMGM. Just use our promo code adjacent 1000 and they'll pay you back in free betting credits if you don't win on your first bet up to $1,000. BetMGM, the king of sports books. Guys, thank you. Appreciate you. Love you. Love you too. Thank you, sir. Good right, seeing you again, Ken. Thank you. Also, thank you. I, I, one day when I get a Grammy or an Emmy or something, mm-hmm. you're going to be one of the pe- people that are mentioned, um, particularly everybody at 670 to score. But I always think fondness uh, memories of you coming on our show and always appreciate you, Herbie, for being Herbie, being uniquely Herbie. Like that's always that's always one of the great things. You like people that are them. I love people who are them, regardless of whatever. And I strive to do that and be more me. And you're one of the examples that I use when I do that. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate your having me on the show. I mean, we always had a great time. I always we talked about a couple months ago. Uh and I'm here for your success too, man. I mean, to be the undercenter podcast host. I mean, that was that was huge, man. I mean, 
doing big things and such. So I am very proud that you said those words about that because I, I can't be anybody else. I've already tried to do that. Didn't work. <laughs> I have to come back to, to yeah, me eventually. The, talk the, talk. Herb, I'm just me. Just a, <laughs> I'm corny. Be- like, beautiful. I'm corny like Michael B. Jordan. Me too, brother. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's fine. At this point, it's fine. Exactly. All right, like, oh, you don't perfect. like it, that's on you. All right. I'm going to tell John that. All right. See you guys next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the motherfucker.